Welcome to the official Guns Up Nation fan page podcast, the premier voice for the fearless fans of Raiderland and proud supporter of Texas Tech University. Let's meet today's hosts. And welcome, Red Raider fans, to another episode of our uh, Guns Up Nation podcast. Uh, this is Ryan, and we're just going to be diving into uh, episode two of our interview uh, with Dr. Ethan Logan, uh, and he is the Associate Vice President of Enrollment Management and Admissions uh, for Texas Tech University. Ethan, again, thank you for visiting some more with us today about admissions and some of the records that we're breaking this year at Texas Tech University as far as enrollment. I'll tell you another statistic that really caught my eye, and you you alluded this earlier when you're talking about the criteria of students and making sure that they succeed through their first year, but I noticed that, that one of the records also this year was the retention rate for first-year students. Um, I, I, saw, I saw that that the retention rate for first-year students was 87%. And yes, sir. I think that's fantastic. I don't even want to know what it was when I was going through school. <laughs> but I, I mean, just to have a 13% um, rate that don't succeed in, in their first year of something like a four-year public institution, that's that's right. pretty outstanding. Yeah, that really is. <laughs> I, that was probably the number that stood out to me most amongst everything that I read. Yeah, it's a very mm. important uh, it's a very important measure today in in higher education retention. Uh, and then we use that term and we use the term persistence to talk about not just the first year's retention rate, but also sophomore, junior, senior towards towards graduation. Um, but uh, but, you know, a, a very important measure is, is retention. That first year is then a very important year for students to make sure that they're not uh, washing out, so to speak. And um, uh, we have definitely climbed um, uh to 87 is, is a fantastic growth that we've seen in terms of our retention rate. Part of our institution's um, ambition uh, is uh, when we became recognized as a, uh, an emerging research university in the state of Texas, a national research university, and have uh, gained uh, Carnegie One or the highest research level mm-hmm. uh, Carnegie classification for the institution, we have sought uh, for a couple of, of, of administrations in, in our in our institution now to build our institutions, our brand and our performance level to be uh, like the great research universities of the United States. Uh, and so um, part of that is uh, it, when we look at those institutions that are performing at the highest level for for a research national research university, retention rates an important measure of that. Uh, and, and most of those institutions are at 90 percent, if not higher. And so we're closing in on those ranks in terms of how we are uh, structured as a university and how successful we are with our students. So a, a lot of this admissions growth did, th- th- it, was, it was all kind of in tandem with this intention, right? This deliberate intention to become uh, a Carnegie re- uh, Research Institution. Isn't that yes. what, what, I think that's what you and I had visited a couple of weeks ago. Um, this was kind of an intentional growth to get there. You bet. And there's a, a number of factors which are considered in terms of how you, and the institutions evaluated and, and, and awarded this classification. And a lot of that, as you might expect, to be considered a top research university is in the amount and volume of research that's conducted at an institution. But uh, there's some other components that contribute to that. And one of that is the quality of students. And uh, and so it's it's hard to blanket qualify students, but there are certain measures which are consistently or comprehensively considered. And and retention rate's an important part of that conversation. 
and uh, and so the institution's growth and enrollment has been has been uh, matched with some uh, enhancement in terms of the profile of student at the institution. Uh, and uh, that's the great challenge of enrollment management. It's very easy to uh, enroll a volume of students quickly. Mm-hmm. And it's very easy to uh, increase the quality of the student population in terms of their academic caliber very quickly. To do both in tandem uh, is, is, is the challenge. That's the holy grail uh, of enrollment management. And, uh, and I'm not going to say we're perfect in any way in terms of how we do that, but we consistently try to balance that, um, that scale. Because like I said, you can admit students in volume very quickly. You just admit everybody. And then you can improve quality very quickly because you just hold a very, a very high standard of admission. Uh, and then you have a smaller population of students, but because you have a smaller population, you drive your, your averages up. Uh, and, um, and so, uh, to do both together is, 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 is the juggling act. I like to think of it as uh, enrollment management is spinning plates and, yeah. uh, and that's, uh, that's, that's the way it feels most of the time, but it's a lot of fun too. Fantastic. Just a lot of stuff to think about. Wow. Yeah. This is impressive. I, I'd say just, it's, it's a daunting feeling just thinking about the number of applications that you all have to be receiving and trying to select the right caliber of student, not only to succeed for themselves, but also to make the university succeed. That's a, you know, that's, that's a lot of delicate parts that are really to make uh, an entire population successful, not just one entity, not just the student population, not just the school, but I mean, to do a kind of a, you know, just kind of a trifecta, if you so you speak, so, you know, make sure that the students are successful, make sure that the research university is successful and make sure that, you know, people enjoy the experience that they have. I mean, that's so important to find the right Mm. quality person to go. And, and I'm sure, you know, as as you, as you probably have had the chance to visit with other institutions that have, you know, different selection criteria, different things of that sort, you know, not just in major public institutions, but private institutions, I'm sure every, every institution has kind of a different admissions personality all their own. It it is. And each institution has its own culture. Right. Uh, And, and it's as much an opportunity in terms of what people think that the degree means in terms of uh, return on investment uh, as it is as a culture of fit, uh, especially when we talk about the young students who are their first time in college a- after high school. The, uh, an important part of our, way, our presentation of the institution to prospective students is to talk about the culture of Texas Tech University. There's a lot, you know, I tell students, there's a lot, you're not going to make a wrong choice about choosing to go into higher education, and you're not going to make a wrong choice about which school you pick. Right. Uh, because that's the most important part of the conversation is choosing to further your intellectual development because that that just propels an individual forward in their life career in terms of potential earning across their life their life of, of work. Uh, and, and, that, and that has not just an immediate effect on, on an individual, but also on their family, and on future generations. It really is uh, a, a great cultural uh, uh, paradigm shift that takes place in any family that, to, that moves from having uh, uh, to not, not being a college-bound uh, family to, to a family that is, is seeking college uh, in, in terms of their membership. And, and, and what potential impact that it has on their lives. So those two things, I, you know, I tell students right off the bat, because it can be a very uh, anxiety-ridden conversation that some students have spent a lot of time thinking about. 
or a lot of families have talked about. Uh, and so that's I tell them you're not going to make a wrong choice about higher education. Right now, I think that you'll make a better choice by choosing Texas Tech University. <laughs> yes, there's but no doubt I'm about biased. that. Yeah, exactly. And um, <laughs> what's important about that conversation, though, is is that uh, it's important to see what Texas Tech has to offer, not just on paper, not just on a website, but to come to campus and see it for yourself. I say, you know, come and see the students in their natural habitat and see what it's like to be a student at Texas Tech University, to know what student life is, to know what uh, uh, the, the excitement that students have to be on campus, to be able to, to who are going to class, who are going to the union to grab a bite to eat, mm-hmm. who are having fun, just chatting away with friends and, 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 and acquaintances, who are studying in the stacks in the library. All of those things are a, a part of who we are as an institution, but it's also the Texas Tech University experience. It's the Red Ritter family uh, that I think is the most important part of what we have to sell, so to speak, in terms of higher education, is that you're going to get an exceptional quality education certainly uh, at, at a national caliber. I mean, certainly. It, 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 but what we provide then is also the, the special nuances that are oh. Texas Tech and, and, and what it is to be a Red Ritter. Very, very and, much uh, so, yeah. And, and that culture... Is, is really reflected in what the, you know, the cultural uh, foundations of West Texas in terms mm. of this uh, community spirit, this uh, genuine uh, uh, generosity uh, and, and, uh, and, and interest and, 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 and personal well-being uh, of all of our, of all of our community that, uh, that is really reflected in Texas Tech University. And I say, that's what makes us unique. That's what you mm. want to look for. Absolutely. Uh, I say, you know, to students, uh, you'll feel it when you're on the campus and you see it. Uh, and if that resonates with you, that's an important part of the conversation about what is college fit. Mm. What what feels like college to you? And if that feels right, that's the first step to success. Absolutely. Yeah. Boy, you, well said. You've got it. You know, it's, it's kind of like I always... You know, it, it makes me laugh kind of thinking about like that. If you all saw the first Transformer where it says, you know, the the, the boy doesn't fi- pick the car, the car picks the boy. And sometimes that's the same thing when you go to university. It kind of like you've got to gel with that university and make sure that you have that, that kindred spirit in, yeah. in where you're attending. And that, to me, and, and that's why I think it's so important to visit different campuses as a student, um, you know, that's that's looking at that next step to, to feel like they're going to find this the institution that's right for them. And I'm just so glad they all pick tech because it's the right one mm. obviously no i'm kidding but um but that's just it's so important to do that and have that experience to make sure that you will really be able to buy into the school and be be uh be excited about that so i i, I appreciate that indeed yeah i think that's a very important yeah so with dr logan i'm curious as we as as, as you're talking about the the overall picture and the experience and what um you know students encounter and perspective and students encounter um, just to, to get personal questions that we, uh, we're, we're getting around to all of our guests. Um, what would you say is your favorite building on the tech campus? Oh, that's a wonderful question. Um, you know, I spent, uh, I've been at Texas tech over 20 years, uh, in my professional capacity. Uh, and that's not counting when I was a student and, um, the, uh, and out of that whole period of time, I've worked in two buildings at, at the institution, uh, the student union building and West hall. Hmm. And I would like to say it was West hall, 
um, because that's where I am currently housed. Uh, and I would say, you know, that's the greatest, greatest building on campus. But uh, <laughs> to all my friends and colleagues who I work with in West Hall, no offense, it's not. And, uh, <laughs> the, um, but, uh, you know, the student union building, uh, when I was a when I was an undergrad, I worked mm-hmm. uh, as a student assistant in the uh, student activities office, mm-hmm. uh, which was located in the in the student union building. And I didn't even know that I was working in higher ed. I didn't even know that when I started my master's degree that I was studying the work that I was actually doing as a student assistant at the, at the professional level. Uh, and, uh, which is ironic in the sense that I had spent at that time, two years as an undergrad working in the student union building. I became a night manager, uh, for the student union, uh, when I was a, a senior and, and then when I was in graduate school. And so I would come into uh, the student union, uh, about four o'clock in the afternoon, uh, and uh, meet with uh, the associate director at the time, uh, Dan Burns, who's now the director of the student union, uh, and uh, and I worked for him as a night manager. And that what did that mean? That mean I got this huge ring of keys <laughs> uh, for all of the doors in the student union building, and and I you know I supervised the night shift uh, wow. in the student union. So the cashiers, some of the food prep that was that was not necessarily our responsibility, but there was still food. Food, food prep, and and and, and personnel, uh, yeah. and also the student staff who would come in and clean offices, uh, wash, I mean, uh, mop and wax the floors, do all of the custodial work in the evening, and, and so that was my staff in the evening, Absolutely. and I would work in the student union, and you know I was responsible for going around to make sure rooms were set up for evening events and make sure doors were unlocked and make sure that <laughs> contacts were met that they, you yeah, know, that's they, a lot of doors they, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. And, 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 and so, you know, make sure that they have the space that they need for whatever evening activities were going on. Awesome. And, um, and, and so, and then about, about midnight, you know, everybody mm. would have left and, um, uh, they were finished cleaning the floors and, 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 and throwing out the trash. And yeah, I was always the last person out who set the alarm. And so to walk through that student union that after midnight in pitch black uh, with uh, uh, to be the only person in that big facility, uh, I always thought, man, this is a wonderful place. Yeah, it really. And, is. Uh, and I had a great time. And That's then I cool. always go, what was that noise? Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but, but, but that was really some of the, you know, I really, that's one of my favorite buildings on campus just because I know it so intimately. Awesome. And, and, uh, and it was always, I always enjoyed that. That was one of my favorite jobs at Tech. That's really a cool job. So we also, we have four more and these are really easy, quick question, quick answer ones for you. Um, so hopefully that won't take too, too hard of a time to think through, but, um, definitely would love to get your perspective. So let me ask you now, we know the student union is your favorite building on campus, but here's the next question. If you were going to give a tour to a person who had never been to tech before, where is the first place you would take them? Where would be the first place I'd take them? I'd take them to the student union, which is an important part of the tour. Fair enough. That's the living room of the campus. Mm. Oh, I love that. Oh, that's a great one. I never heard that uh, before. That's good. Yeah. So to see that, you know, to see people, uh, students who are relaxed, who, you know, who aren't just, they're, they're, they're not anxious about a TET. Well, some of them are, some of them are studying, but to see (laughs) students who are relaxed and having a good time, uh, to know that there's all of these facilities, the bookstore, you can get uh, you know, your tech gear, these wonderful food options, this brand new Chick-fil-A ad- addition that we have is just not fantastic. fair. It's just not fair. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, or you, to see students who fall asleep 
uh, without any regard for the fact that they're sitting in the middle of the courtyard, <laughs> uh, laying on a couch asleep with, pe- you know, 500 people milling around and all the whole time. I remember. And, and just to see that. Yeah. Yeah. I remember this. Go there's ahead. a story when I was there that there was a, I remember, um, I think it was one of my friends, Scott told me a story that he was walking through the student union and there was a guy that was just crashed out from studying and he had a post-it note on his forehead that said, wake me up at three 30. <laughs> so, exactly. I just love that's exactly. that's the type of atmosphere you want right there. That's good stuff. Okay, exactly. Ryan, I'll let yeah. the next well, question be yours. And you know darn well somebody did wake him up before three. You know it because that's just what you do. That's just what you do. <laughs> so getting outside of campus, there you're you're talking about some of the different restaurants and some of the different uh, eating venues in in Lubbock as a whole. What would you say your favorite restaurant is or was as a student in Lubbock? Uh, let's see. Uh, you know, I loved when I was, when I was a student at tech, I loved Spanky's and I loved, uh, Mesquite's. Yes. There you go. Uh, for the barbecue and onion rings. There uh, you go. Spanky's for burgers and fried cheese. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, one guy, you can't, you can't forget one guy. So it's, Never. it's, a, it's, it's much like of an institution, institution in its own right, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Those are good. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. So here's, here's my next question. So who do you consider to be tech's biggest rival? Uh, that's a great question. I like to put Texas Tech up against um, University of Texas and Texas A&M. They, they probably don't think the same, but uh, but I believe. Well, I I, I I read the reports. Students who who uh, apply to Texas and don't get into Texas don't go to Texas A&M. They come to Tech. Hmm. Students who apply to Texas A&M don't get into Texas A&M. Come to Tech. They 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 dislike each other so much that they can't even as a prospective student, consider the idea that they would go to, from one to the other. That's really funny. Uh, but, uh, you know, Kent Hans approached the Texas state legislature to say Texas is big enough for, for three flagship institutions because right. Texas and Texas A&M, Texas is the, is the flagship institution of Texas. Texas A&M is the land-grant institution of Texas. Those are both, in almost all the states, you know, the, the largest institutions and the most resourced institutions um, across America. But Texas is big enough for three, yeah. uh, and, uh, and and Texas Tech University, in my opinion, fits the bill. Uh, now, uh, I've got great colleagues and friends at other institutions in Texas, and some that are having enrollment larger than Texas Tech, for sure, uh, who would contend that. But uh, uh, the uh, the way that Texas Tech University is positioned, I think, is is to say that we're we're the third flagship institution of the state, and and I would say that that's that's I think those are our rivals. Agreed. They don't like to acknowledge rivalry, so but that's okay. We can. <laughs> All right, Ryan. Exactly. Last question is yours, right? So, last question. Um, as a student, who uh, who was your favorite professor? You know, I yeah, I thought of that question a couple of times um, in the past, and uh, uh, I had a really good creative writing professor uh, who's one of my favorites, and I, I've got a couple of favorites out there. Uh, and, um, and another uh, biology professor who, uh, uh, who were really, I think, fantastic. And I wish that I had spent more time with mm. a gentleman by the name, Doug Kroll, who was a creative writing, uh, a professor in, in, um, in department of English. And I got my bachelor's degree in English lit, not necessarily okay. because I'm an exceptional literary, um, uh, aficionado. I, I, I think that I probably don't do them a lot of service as an alum. But uh, the uh, but I had the most hours in English, so I approached <laughs> the idea of uh, 
graduating four years was really important, uh, especially to my financiers, uh, that it would be a good move to graduate in four years and I could do it with an English degree. That's awesome. uh, and I, and so my degrees in literature, but I wish that I had spent more time in creative writing because I really enjoy writing. And that really was an opening, an eye opening experience for me in the classroom to do some, some work in creative writing. By that, by that point I was too far along in, in literature to, to transition to creative writing, but I wish I had spent more time on that. I had a really good professor there. And then another professor, uh, uh Dr. Baker in biology. Uh, oh man, that guy was Dr. amazing. Was, uh, was an amazing faculty. I and, absolutely uh, love Dr. Yeah. Baker. Yeah. And I, uh, you know, I started off with, with, you know, half of my class, it's not the same anymore, but probably half of my class was, you know, pre-med majors because we all were going to med school. And, um, and, and so we had to take biology for majors and he was the professor and it was a large class. It was in the biology lecture hall. Um, and, uh, and it was really, it was a daunting experience as a freshman because it was my first year. Right. And I, and I remember going up to him and talking to him about an article that I had read in a science journal haphazardly. And, uh, and I think it was about, um, it was really kind of some of the early work in terms of, well, I'll show my ignorance, but it was early work in terms of uh, viral transposition of DNA and all that good stuff that we can, mm. which is now, you know, CRISPR and all this other stuff that is done with uh, DNA modification through different means. But uh, I, I talked to him about it and I said, you know, this is, I read this article, I thought it was interesting. That's basically all I had for an overture. Wow. Uh, and he said, you know, why don't you come to my office and we'll talk about it. Oh, cool. And, uh, I never did. <laughs> oh. I never did. And I regret it to this day because he was oh, such a wow. powerful faculty member yeah. that I was so, <laughs> I had tried so hard that semester to get to know my professor. Cause you know, that's the thing we say to students, yeah. get to know your professor, let your professor know who you are. Uh, and, uh, and so I felt like, well, I finally accomplished that. And then it was the end of the semester. That's but, uh, but the fact that he even cared enough to have that conversation with me, mm, speaks uh, volumes, elevated him to uh, a level of respect that I, that I, carry forward with me to this day. Absolutely. And, uh, and so a wonderful man, some wonderful faculty at the institution. Well, uh, just to then, think uh, if you had uh, made that trip to his office, you'd be some bat expert today. You never know. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I had some wonderful faculty in, in, in graduate school and higher ed. Uh, Brent Shada uh, is a gentleman. I think he's at the university of Nebraska now, but was the most knowledgeable man I've ever talked to about higher education. And since I've spent so much time in it now I can reflect upon that even more and say, gosh, that man knew his stuff. And it was wonderful to have an opportunity to work with him. Yeah. yeah. He was originally my dissertation chair before he had, he moved and, uh, uh, and, uh, was a great, great person for me to spend time with. That was when I finally learned the value of going in and talking to professors Absolutely. and, 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 had, <laughs> and had a good experience from that. Well, this has been a, this has been a great, uh, great interview, Dr. Logan. I really appreciate you, uh, spending some time uh, getting to talk to us and really getting in depth uh, with well, uh, the process and really giving us some insight to what you do and the, the great uh, work that you do for this wonderful university. I mean, it's uh, integral and you obviously, you love the university uh, very, very much. And uh, we just really appreciate the work that you do. Yeah. And, and again, you also are awarded from the uh, Texas Tech Alumni Association. You're one of the um, Evening of the Matador recipients for, uh, is it believed for the for faculty recognition? Isn't that right? Uh, distinguished service. Distinguished service. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yes. Nice. So congratulations wow. to that. Thank you. Yeah, it means a great deal to me 
uh, both as an alum and as uh, being involved with the institution as long as I have. Uh, and it's it's a wonderful award, and, and I'm humbled to be recognized. But it's 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 not just the work that I've done. It's it's it, there's some wonderful people, especially in enrollment management and student affairs coming up, who uh, you know I've I've benefited from both mentorship and also with professional work as peers and colleagues that have been able to do the things that we've achieved at Texas Tech University. And so my recognition is uh, is is almost meaningless without any 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 recognition of the people who I've worked with and uh, and and all the credibility and, and for people to know that the Texas Tech University is in such a great place right now we have uh, the, the the people who I work with uh, now the the, the president uh, and uh, and the, the vice president's staff um, are, are such wonderful people in in the right place at the right time and we're really doing some fantastic things with the institution not just in education, but also in research. And, you know, when I talk about spinning plates in enrollment management and I look at the capacities of the plates that, for example, our president spins, uh, uh, it's it's amazing to think about uh, keeping the institution going. Uh, not that we're going to fail. That's not it. But the way that we've been able to, to move forward and, and to mature and to, and to, to raise uh, the prestige and the rank of what Texas Tech University is today versus where it was where I was when I started. Uh, it's, it's been monumental, and, and we're all in a really good place right now. And it's some, some really good work that's going on, and I'm, I'm thankful for the people who I work with because that's uh, that's what makes it all worthwhile for me. Well, we know that they're thankful to have you in, as a leader, too, in, in, in the area that you are. Dr. Ethan Logan, again, uh, the Vice President of Enrollment Management, thank you so much for being on today. Uh, and again, thanks to everybody for listening to the Guns Up Nation podcast. Again, we are continuing with our sports previews, our Pick 5 challenges, but we also want to integrate the spotlight and, and uh, share excitement about things going on on campus. Student Organization Spotlight, we've had a couple of those already. We also have another Student Organization Spotlight that we'll be releasing here in the coming weeks as well as just some recaps of things that are going on on the campus. So thank you again for listening to the Guns Up Nation podcast and we will talk to you next time and I gotta hear a reckon from you guys. Reckon Tech. Keep your guns up, Red Raiders. That's right. Thanks again, fellas. You Everybody have a great day. Thank you, gentlemen. Thanks for listening to the Guns Up Nation podcast. The opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the fan page administrators, podcast hosts, and fans, and do not reflect the opinions of Texas Tech University or its affiliates. We are proud to support Texas Tech, its students, alumni, and fans. (laughs) 